0: in your lives again it's the dream three podcast with myself showtime sports cards and neil doughboy sports cards one neil what is going on man besides uh, picking up your gym card. yeah i just showed you that Now,
1: i've been we, we actually just closed on a deal for one of the trades we got at uh the national we traded that bowman chrome tom brady So we closed the deal to sell the two Mahomes cards that we got from that, um, which freed up some money so I could start getting a little more PC items. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm starting to pick up some PC items right now that are pretty cheap. And yeah, I picked up the Jim Brown patch auto, game use patch auto that I was super, 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 super bullish on trying to get. And I finally landed it. I probably overpaid a little bit, but. For something like that, I was like, I, I got to have it.
0: Yeah, and I agree. You know, I think one thing that I took away from the Nationals, and we kind of talked about it last time, was uh, you kind of got me on this trend of looking for for game-used patch autos because if people aren't, yes. you know, if you're not paying attention, there's a big difference between game-used and player-worn. And oh, a yes. lot of people fall in that trap of, yes, it's a cool patch and it's autographed, but... But it's not game used, and it's a lot harder to find. So you know, right?
1: A lot harder I, it means more.
0: The piece yeah, of the so game. I was able to pick up. I will uh, be coming this week. I got a Jim Kelly game used patch auto. Um, I love watching Jim Kelly growing up, and I've uh, I'm on the look for for some more out there. I think, and I texted you today. One of the uh, one of the products that I that I really like looking at is. Two thousand six National Treasures timelines. I used to have a Jim Auto yeah, card like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I would,
1: I, yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at those, um, but if there's some sick cards in there, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down to get some of those. There are. There's sure. a
0: couple on eBay right now. There's like a, a some Dan Marino's, Warren Moons. Uh, who else is out there? Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith. There's a Dion Sanders out there that's pretty cool. That was like 145 bucks that I really, really, really want to pick up. But I love Dion. So do I. And I think, you know, with Dion being a collegiate coach now, I think that takes off and and he stays in the limelight because, you know, that's that's kind of how some of the card prices are, are working up and down is those people who stay, you know, kind of relevant. relevant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So, so we can't start off the podcast. We gotta thank our sponsors just like normal. Thank uh, slab savers. Uh, get your custom slabs, protectyourslab.com. Um, use dream three to get 10% off anything you get on the website. So you got your single card slabs, you got your big 30 PSA cases, you know. That's right. If you have if you have big time cards, protect your investments. And also if you're shipping cards. Use graded shipped.com got the perfect inserts for anything that you're shipping. Cause you know, we can't trust the post office. They will crush and destroy <laughs> boxes. So, so use dream 15, get 15% off. I know if you buy anything for myself on eBay, you're going to get this box. If it's a slab or if it's a high end card and I'll, I'll write everything in here just to let you know, you can reuse the box. You can, uh, Get your discount, do it. We don't make any money off of it. We're just good friends with the people, and we thank them for sending us some stuff so we can send it to you guys when you buy from
1: very great people. So,
0: Dustin's great. You know, everybody got to thank Graded Ship, got to thank Protect Your Slabs, Slab Savers. Follow them on Instagram, follow them on Twitter, follow them on Facebook, whatever you can. Support the people that support us. So, let's jump right into it today. Obviously, you see, there's no Dylan, but. That's okay. We got a great guest today. Um, an NFL insider for the Washington Redskins, reporter, uh, reporter for also the New Orleans Saints. He's an NHRA insider slash reporter, writer, podcast. He's on, he's got ghost casts. He's he's on so many different things. He's world renowned almost. But now he's gonna be up on our stuff, so he's gonna be world renowned. So I wanna welcome to our Dream Three Podcast,
2: our man Duchene Bland, D. What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Having a good time and just dying for some football. Oh, yeah. dude, it was fun. I'm
0: ready? I'm yeah. I'm so excited for football. And obviously, kind of like that's how that's why we brought you on. But first, I want to let I'm going to give you a few minutes. I want you to kind of explain, especially to our newer followers or people who don't know you or follow you. Please, kind of like. Give out your story. Let the people know a little bit about your background.
2: Well, I got started just doing a, a normal show on YouTube. Um, it was called the, uh, let's see if I can remember the name, uh, Straight Shooting Sports Talk. So I did that for a while. We just did it, um, you know, did some highlights for games and NFL and certain things that, you know, grind my gears. Um, I was able to get discovered by uh, Lake Lewis, our CEO here at Sports Journey. Uh And just kind of rolled on from there, Uh, covered the Washington football team for a long period of time, Uh, started picking up some little things and kind of doing some things with the NFL. Uh, You know, just stumbled on because I tweeted about NHRA, Um, was able to get in. Uh, Scott gave me an opportunity, came to Gainesville, and it was all she wrote ever since. Uh, That's really my passion. I love doing what we do.
0: No, that's awesome. And like I said uh, earlier to to Neil, you know, you and me have been, you know, close sharing information for, for a long time, talking football. I've been on your show a couple times. Um, you know, anytime we can sit down and not just talk drag race and we're talking football, you know, you can see where our passions are. So the, we're it's a big like football right house now. in here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's Christmas. And, you know, we, we were saying on last week's podcast, like, football makes – you feel better. It does. Physically, physically <laughs> mentally, and emotionally. Now not playing anymore. You know, I, I feel physically better because I'm not slamming my head into people anymore. But physically, you know, football's back. We we got the preseason. We had uh the Hall of Fame game last weekend. You know, as to be expected, those guys had five days to get ready. Not the greatest of football, but football is still football. D, let me let me get your thoughts you know you had the steelers and the cowboys 5 days to prepare kind of we know it was sloppy football but did you see anything that you could take away from it
2: um yeah you got different guys that you know you want to look at uh, i was really kind of looking at the trenches especially for um you're you're looking at the pittsburgh steelers uh, and even for the dallas cowboys who's going to uh, provide them with that second leg uh, or those guys that That can come in in case of an injury we know it's not a matter of if but a matter of when when it comes to injuries so just looking for those types of guys i saw wilson out there uh you know it's 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 a um you know they have a three-headed monster over there in dallas but you know it's not just about those three guys someone's gonna have to emerge uh to spell and do different things to create openings um and to give them other looks because people pick it up on stuff like that uh, as the season goes on so they're going to have to find guys that can step up and be able to contribute.
0: Neil, what what did you watch the I game kind of like Yeah,
1: yeah, go ahead. Yeah. D, D what do you what do you think of Dak Prescott?
2: Um you know, I, I thought Dak has done what a good a job with what he's been given. Uh, I will say that Jason Garrett did not play to his strengths early on um and did not allow him to shine. Um, I, I thought he had some glimmers there, but I, I still don't think he's with the right coach. I mean, you know, come on, I, he, you saw the ending in, in, uh, green Bay for McCarthy. He comes here and the amount of coaching gaps that he's made. And again, I believe it's part of the reason why that got hurt, um, is the reason why he's where he's at, but I think he can ball. Uh, I always thought he could ball. It's Top just five quarterback this year? what he does best. Top five well, quarterback this year. Uh, I, I don't know. That's there's a lot of good quarterbacks coming top up. Top 10. Can you give me top 10? I'll give you top 10 if if they're decent and ball. Um, it, it can't be all on his back this year. Um, and I think that's what's been the problem is that they've had to go into a pass happy type of offense most of the time because I mean, basically Zeke is pounding his head between you know, up guys' butts. There's no, there's no holes. So if they can go back to where he's breaking runs open. And really pounding the defense, now things will start opening up because let's not lie, he's got the weapons on the outside. Oh, 100%. so I don't know.
1: I'm so huge, th- I'm huge on Dak Prescott this year. Yeah, we, we, I, I we enjoyed being killed. We've talked about that a lot. So, yeah, I mean,
0: you know, I would like, I like, you know, I I have nothing against Dak. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's great. He does have the weapons around him, you know, minus a subpar defense, I believe. And, and but you know they tried to fix that in the draft, and we'll see. I mean, you you got Zeke. As long as he can stay healthy, also, and Amari Cooper can catch some footballs. I mean, you're gonna have you need a number two and a number three type wide receiver. But you know, we'll see what Dak does. I mean, that that conference I'll is tell you what, though. trash. Did
1: you watch Micah Parsons? Man, that guy is a bad dude. He is a bad dude. He moves. And he has very well. Yes. He does. Yeah. That is probably the anchor that they've been missing for, I don't know, forever. It's scary to
0: see. Yeah. It's scary to see the athleticism that kids keep coming into the sport with. Like, you know, a couple years ago, like, let, let me think, uh, uh, when I think Penn State linebackers, I think of Paul Plus Lestny, who you know who got drafted by the Bills. Um, you think of you know some major hitters, but you know the athleticism just keeps getting. They just keep evolving.
2: Right. They're like big tight end slash wide receivers with that speed that they have. That can oh. run four four. Yeah, like, it's insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, top three of the top linebackers that were talked about had. Sub for 40s. Yeah, absolutely Definitely. insane. Yeah,
0: they're, another thing that I'm like, like their I second. Another thing that I pulled away from the Hall of Fame game was I really like on the Steelers Najee Harris. Like you hmm. watch him, you watch him get the ball. Najee Harris, it takes the team to bring him down. Like he is a workhorse back. Yep mean yeah, and that, that's exactly what pittsburgh needs you know they lose james connor to the, to the cardinals you know you don't really have a premier running back they've had uh samuels connor who, who else have they had that like they, yeah. they've yeah. had like, yeah they've had like a handful of running they backs over start. the last few yeah but i think Najee here premier back probably you know stays healthy knock on wood all running backs you know he he's the next he's the next superstar.
2: Yeah, he can pound the rock, definitely pound the rock, and they just gotta make holes for him. That's the whole thing. He's a mean runner. It, sure. it should
1: be easy. He may not be 6'4", 250, and his name's Derrick Henry, but Najee Harris can <laughs> run the ball. That's for sure.
0: Now, also, you know, I totally forgot because I, it's kind of a, a lost thing in my mind now. But the Cowboys are this year's hard knock team. Now at the beginning, I find myself before each season going back and watching the original hard knocks, you know, with, with the Ravens, with, you know, the Bengals, with, you know, the early stuff. D, in your opinion, has has hard knocks been played out? Do they need to come up with something new and something fresh? Or is it still interesting to you to see this behind behind the scenes look, even though it seems to be the same handful of teams over and over?
2: It doesn't interest me at all. I mean, when it was early, it was fresh, something new. Um, Now, I don't see how fans can be impressed with it. It's not very impressive. It's not innovative. It's the same old thing. And to be quite honest with you, it seems like to me that they would take advantage of the storylines. And and I'm not – the Cowboys are not a storyline. They've been 26 years of trash. No one wants to (laughs) talk about that, okay? There's other teams out there that have gone out in the draft and done – some work to put themselves. I I would think the Raiders would be a good topic to talk about. Look at the Chargers. They have a young quarterback, uh, a young football team ready to go. Cardinals would be one. Even the Bengals at this point, I'm not a huge Zach Taylor fan as a coach, but when you look at what they have, the potential, Browns, the potential, but we're going with the old generic same old stuff. It would even be like putting the Washington football team on there. It's just the same old same old give us something new intriguing push a Mm -hmm. storyline with it Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah i agree and you know some of the you know the hard thing is is there's so many teams that you know people want and then the teams will say yes or no well i feel like this could should be an nfl decision be like well you don't want your cameras in here i'm sorry well this is going to be part of the decision let's say the patriots or the colts or or a top let's say top tier teams because when you think of hard knocks Nine times out of a 10, you're you are going to get a bottom-feeding bottom team who's, yeah. you know, their biggest thing is John Gruden's the head coach, Antonio Brown's That's coming in, Jerry yeah. Jones wants to be on TV more. You're not getting the, the insides and outs of Bill Belichick, even though, you know, how interesting or how boring that might be. It's still, you know, you kind of want to see how the guy works and how the inside of their building works. Right. But, you know, I'm thinking of trash seasons – I think of the Falcons. Like there was no storyline there besides like Julio Jones coming back off of injury shocker or that uh who who was the coat? Was it uh not Marty Smith? It was uh Dan Quinn? Dan, no, it was before Dan Quinn. Oh.
2: Uh, white hair. Oh, oh gosh, why can't I spit out his name and I know exactly what you're talking about? He wears glasses.
0: Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Just a terrible season,
2: yeah. That terrible was awful. Season.
0: There's nothing better than uh, there's nothing better than the first season with Sarah Gooses, Shannon Sharp, Ray yeah. Lewis, like, <laughs> like that. That is like how football, football camp is. And th- those are great episodes, they are so. Also, with this weekend, you had the Hall of Fame induction, you had some great play. You had Peyton Man, well, you had last year's class and this year's class in a two night thing, which I thought was. Very, very well done. I hated it that they moved the speeches to, what, like six minutes? You only had six minutes. Thanks, Ray Lewis, for, for taking like 45 minutes on a speech, but what did you expect? Um, so, you know, I thought – I didn't. Li- I haven't listened to all the speeches yet, but I thought Edrin had a great speech. Obviously, Peyton had a great speech. John Lynch was pretty good. Um, looking towards next year on the modern players – who do you think is going to be a first ballot hall of famer if there is going to be any in the modern players next year? You're looking yeah. at like Andre Johnson, Steve Smith
2: Sr. You know, Steve Smith going to get shoe in cuz he works for NFL Network and they see him all the time, but he deserves it in my opinion, but He's a grinder hard. man. I mean, he it's hard but for I mean for him and his size and what he did As Mm -hmm. a player for in his size, I think outweighs all the big guys who, you know, the Megatron like guys who made big plays and they had the girth. He was just killing folks and he's small. But a big attitude. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A big
1: attitude.
0: Anquan Bolden, Hall of Famer or no?
2: Not if you throw, not if you gotta pick between, you know. If if you're gonna add him in, then yeah. But I mean, if you gotta pick him over Steve Smith, no. It's 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 the Hall of Fame,
0: not the Hall of Very Good. That's right. I say no. I'll be honest. The only thing I remember of Anquan Bolden was him getting smoked in the end zone and getting knocked unconscious. Yes,
2: that's all I remember.
0: That's right. That's all I remember. You know, he was a good receiver, but he was to me. It's my opinion he was not a great a hall of fame
2: receiver no true
0: even art no. monk but he reminds me
2: of an art monk but even a tear down from him like you know what i mean like at least you remember art monk for things he was shorthanded. handed if if it was third down and seven you were going to get that eight yards for a first down because you know you could count on him and con i don't think of him that way he reminds mm-hmm. me of that but he didn't he wasn't he doesn't stick out for that
0: I agree. Uh, a couple of guys who who could be on the first team list. Uh, DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware is entering his fifth year and could
2: yeah. be first ballot Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's dude, dude bald. I mean, <laughs> the stuff he could do. And, and I mean, it wasn't like anything special. He just was a specimen and did what he did. Well, I mean, he kind of reminded me, I guess, like of a different version of a Lawrence Taylor, the way he just kind of bullied people around, was able to spin around, use those uh, swim moves to get around guys, but he made it look easy, man. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another one that I feel that should be a first-bout Hall of Famer is Devin Hester. No one changed the game of special teams better than Devin Hester. I mean, you had Dante Hall before then, but Dante Hall was not Devin Hester. Dante Hall was – was run back and forth, run around. Devin Hester was straight line speed. See you later. Typical so returner. exactly like the premier when you think of kick returners, you think of Devin Hester.
2: Yeah, definitely. So
0: I don't think I don't think anybody's ever been
1: scared of special teams until Devin Hester came into the league. Like that's and not I like mean, Ryan Mitchell as a returner. T-
2: and I agree with you on that. He
1: could have scored eight times on any given day, and you yeah. really thought he was going to do it too. Yeah.
0: So a couple of the guys who are on the second year list who didn't get in this year but have a chance next year to be finalists: Leroy Butler, Tori Holt, Sam Mills, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne. If you could pick two out of those, who's getting in? Tory Holt, Reggie Wayne. Tory Holt, because you're because you're a homer.
2: And Reggie Wayne, because you're a homer.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I'd
2: say Sam Mills uh, be my first. Second, man, between, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Reggie over Tori, though. I sadly would agree. And I'm a Rams fan. So I would
0: say Reggie, I would say Reggie Wayne and Zach Thomas.
2: I like Zach Thomas. I would like Zach Thomas, but not over Sam. Over Sam Mills? Yeah, not over Sam Mills.
0: To me, when I think of defenses in the mid-2000s, especially in the AFC, name me premier linebackers that you can remember. Yeah. Mid-2000s, late 90s.
2: <laughs> Thomas Eric Brooks, yeah, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks Hall of Famer, but you're gonna, but still, though, you to st- over Sam Mills. I mean, I get
0: it, I, I know what you're saying, but still, I gotta look. I mean, stats don't, I gotta look at the stats to make a real yeah. decision there. But that's yeah. kind of like that's a, well, that's that's kind of like the Chad Johnson Terrell Owen. There's a good question for you Chad Johnson ever be a Hall of Famer?
2: I'm gonna sadly say no.
1: He's like he's like borderline. He's just like he's like the top echelon of
0: great, but n- not Hall of Fame. But are you? Do you remember him for his stats or for his antics? Both. More, more his antics though. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. have to, I, I
2: have to say that. More his antics.
0: Yeah. But and we can say, we can say that, but we can also say the same thing about To. Like you oh, remember yeah. him for To for you
2: though. Yeah. yeah there's several plays there and several things I can remember a TO that were big time. TO carried he, that Philly team to a Super Bowl.
1: Yep.
0: Carried he him. I mean he, he carried him. On a broken leg. Yeah, yes. On, on a, a broken legit leg. Broken leg. While homeboy There's throwing up in the huddle. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he also, well, he also saved Jeff Garcia's ass in the yeah. NFC Championship game. Yep. He did. So, you know, can you say that? Even let's say did T.O. have the same caliber of players around him as Chad Johnson? No or the other way around. The other way around. No, Chad Johnson. Did Chad Johnson have a shot with
2: Cincinnati all those years? No. I mean, you had Hazamazouli as one of your as one of your wide receivers, right? No disrespect. Yeah. He ain't Hall of Fame.
1: Oh no! I mean, think oh. about think about it like this. I mean, Steve Smith really didn't have great quarterbacks. I mean, that's the same thing as Cincinnati is the big. people behind around Steve Smith. I take Smith, Steve Smith, all day over Chad Johnson
0: by mm-hmm. shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Steve Smith. I think I'd take Steve Smith and anything over Chad Johnson. <laughs> you know, fight trash in talk, basketball, 100%. trash talking, like. Steve Smith, like, I, I saw him at the Combine one year, that, that year that uh, they let fans in. And you got to see, like, he is, like, he five foot nothing, but the most intimidating looking dude, and he's standing next to Willie McGinnis, who looks like a Mack truck. And it's just <laughs> yeah. like, how is how are people scared? And then you just, like, he turns and looks at you wearing, like, a suit, but with a flat bill hat, and you're like, oh, my God. like,
2: Oh, hey, here's,
1: th- <laughs> th- here's three more Hall of Fame linebackers. Okay. Junior Sale, Willie McGinnis, Teddy Bruski. in the early 2000s. yeah. That's true. See, there's more, there's more out there. We just gotta get the we just gotta get the brain moving a little
2: bit. Yeah, gotta get the brain moving.
0: <laughs> but you you remember Zach Thomas leading. Can you remember? Can you think of anybody else on that dolphins team? Besides Ricky Williams. That's what
1: I was about to say. Yeah, Ricky that's Williams. about it.
0: Yeah, Ricky, it Williams, Zach Thomas. <laughs> Ricky Williams. Zach Thomas, O.J. McDuffie.
1: A little uh, bit of Ronnie uh, Brown.
0: Ronnie Brown and Hey, you know, Ricky
1: Williams, Ronnie Brown was fun to watch. It uh, was
0: fun to watch. Um, obviously, Ricky, you know, good hey, old Ricky,
1: Ricky. Ricky is living the happiest life <laughs> that anybody could have. Right? He, <laughs> he is perfectly <laughs> content. Living in his house we, in the middle we of nowhere.
0: We saw it at the Nationals, man. He's still signing autographs like a mug, man. You see his stuff everywhere. Oh, at the National, yeah.
1: I found a... uh Some guy wasn't selling it. I tried to buy it from him. Um, It was a game-used patch auto, and it had like the Dolphins logo in it. It was mm-hmm. the sickest thing ever. With those colors, it was the sickest card I've ever seen.
0: Well, I had before, and I shouldn't have sold it. I had an out of 10... uh Edron James, Ricky Williams, dual auto. I shouldn't have sold it. I shouldn't have sold it, but, you know, whatever. You live yeah. in your life. So, you know, we're looking forward to – we got three more weeks of preseason. Um, now you have the majority of teams in here, and you start looking at storylines. And I think from my personal perspective, you have the biggest storyline. Carson Wentz, he's going to be out for a hot second colts got to figure out who their quarterback is the sounds from camp is jacob eason is starting to struggle where sam ellinger is starting to pick up um this kind of worries me but we're gonna find out in the first preseason game you know uh, uh jacob eason has got to sit behind philip rivers and learn for a year we're gonna find out if the colts need to bring somebody in D. if the Colts have to bring somebody in, who do you think would be on that list? Are you thinking of Nick oh. Foles? Are you thinking of Gardner Minshew? Are you thinking?
2: I would go with Gardner before uh, Nick Foles. I mean, hot, Lightning, you know, I think he's burned that candle out. I mean, seriously. Um, Gardner is a guy who I think has a lot of talent. It's just unfortunate that you've got new leadership in there now and they're going to go in the direction that they're going to go in um i don't know if he really has a fair shot in Mm -hmm. that um a the Colts would be a good spot it would definitely help them out with the Colts running game uh they do have playmakers at wide receiver he has mobility you worry about his consistency but at that point i mean you kind of he's kind of you know one of the better uh quarterbacks to go with if you're looking for a long-term solution because i mean you know it's not good if you you know what they say about quarterbacks, you know what I mean? If you got two, you don't have none. So yeah. you kind of go between two guys. Somebody needs to make a move quick and show that they're capable of running this team and they have to make that decision quickly going into the season. Or they're they're really in a in a division, I think that's the Titans to lose. They they have an opportunity, just have to make sure you make the right decision now as who or what you're gonna do at quarterback. You think have you
1: heard about them trying to bring in Marcus Mariota to the Colts?
2: I heard a rumor.
0: I don't think Gruden will. I don't, yeah. think that's, I don't think one. It works because he's a he's a more of a running quarterback than not saying Carson doesn't run, but Carson's not not a a run first type guy. Maybe back when he first got into the league, he was, but after the first injury, I don't think he's a run type first guy. Mariota showed, you know. What one week of good flash. I, I don't think he's worth it. If anything else, the Bears want to get rid of Nick Folds and his contract and they'll get rid of him cheap. Uh Gardner Minshew, you know, to me Folds, he's a
1: Folds is probably a good a good pickup. You can get him cheap.
0: You could get him cheap, but I don't want that the Colts aren't gonna do that because they don't want the media drama of Folds coming in to replace Wentz again. Right. So that's definitely going to be the story. Hey, they'll
1: I will tell anything. you this. I tried to tell you this earlier on. Wentz ain't going to make it. He's just well, going to fizzle out. You might as well, well bring in the Super Bowl MVP to come save your season because
0: it ain't going to be your, personal. Get your, hey, get your jorts and mustache ready because I'm on the gardner Minshew train, but <laughs> three running backs. I, just do like I love it so let's see uh today it looks like uh saquon barkley's back at practice after an acl injury you know saquon had a pretty good rookie season you know unfortunately second year got the acl uh you know he was behind eight trash and i mean absolute dirty brown trash water offensive line of the giants like What's this guy gotta do? I'm I'm glad he's back. I hopefully he explodes and goes back to the way he looked his rookie season. But you know, D, what are your thoughts on Saquon Barkley?
2: It's all gonna play, it's all gonna play on the offensive line and what they do. Um, they're gonna need to open up holes. He can't be like, you know, banging his head and, and opening and making holes. And no, and it really they need it because. That's the only way Daniel Jones is, is going to be able to play to his strengths. If he has to, to stand in the pocket and make a throw and make the tough throws, the tape every time shows he finds a way to throw an interception. And without that running game, he's just going to be a turnover machine in the most critical times. He's going to have Rex Grossman like moments. It's just it's not a matter of if or when. It's just win. So I, I I think that the offensive line is their key to everything. It's the reason why I don't really uh, think the Giants are, you know, a viable team, maybe because of their defense, but they don't have the same defense as Washington and other uh, teams in that division have. I just don't see it being enough at all. Mm-hmm. They, they, but Saquon can have a good season, but if they keep down that same trend, he it ain't going to be much because he's not going to have much. It's kind of like Zeke. Yeah,
1: I mean, what do you Well, think? I mean, don't the I mean, isn't isn't the Cowboys' entire offensive line pretty much back this year and actually healthy? Because then they go in, they had three guys down last year. Their three starters were down, and now they got them all back.
2: But see, they weren't consistent enough even when they were healthy. That's 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 my biggest problem yeah, with the I Dallas. Mean, it's, line. it's definitely not the it's definitely
1: not the late 2010s Dallas Cowboys right. offensive line. But th- I mean, they're still Still good, good offensive line.
2: Yeah, I mean they are. I mean they. I mean if I had to go, you know, get an offensive line for my team, I'm not going to turn them down. I just worry about them because of the lack of the secondary for for Dallas. That that's where my problem is. Everybody, we talk about their front seven. We've been talking about their front seven for 20 years. They've had the talent, you know, whether it's coaching or the back end of that defense for the last yeah. 20 plus years. Is what's killing them, and the quarterback's been having to save the day because they're trying to outscore people. I just – I don't see it. And as much as you put – when you every time you put that offensive line in, in the corner and back them up against the wall, bad things happen. Zeke's not getting holes. He's fumbling the ball, and then Dak is getting hammered. And they can't allow any of that to happen if they want to keep Dak around for a long period of time. Um, you know, I blame a lot of that on coaching – and that offensive line, and that's got to get better. Yep, that's true.
0: To, how weird it was, kind of switch gears. Um, oh, before I bring that up, Neil, uh, get your Luca cards ready. Luca signing uh, five years, two hundred seven million dollars super max deal. Sell on Luca. Sell, can, sell, sell on Luca. Can he
1: donate me like a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs>
0: I mean, I'll take anything. But uh, back to it. One dollar.
1: I have one dollar.
0: Weirdest thing of training camp so far. Yeah, you, you (laughs) go boy. Uh, Weirdest (laughs) thing of training camp so far has to be the Deshaun Watson situation. Like that's awkward. It's super awkward. Like he's, you know, he's he said he's never going to play another down for the Texans. Yet they're basically forcing him to come to practice or serve a fifty thousand dollar (laughs) fine. He was at practice today, even though he has missed like the last three or four days with something undisclosed. But man, how do you, if you're in that locker room, like what do you do? Like this dude's here, but he says he doesn't want to be a part of the team. Like what do you do? Like it can't be a good, you know, locker
2: room morale in general. No, no. This is how you lose every game this year.
0: <laughs> right.
2: This is how you lose yeah. every game this year. <sighs> hey, I trust me to say this:
1: How many people in that locker room want to be in that locker room besides Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Nobody.
0: But you look wants at be, you look at it. You know, a couple years ago, like the Texans were, you know, on their way up. I mean, they were on their way to being a solidified top. Ten top five possible team, making trades, making moves, doing this and that, and boy, the bottom has fallen out.
2: Yeah.
0: That now, thing I, you can you can put most of that, and I will put most of it because it's what I think is on Bill O'Brien's shoulders. I think yeah. Bill O'Brien, once he became the general manager, ran that team into the ground quickly. <laughs>
2: Into the ground
0: quickly.
2: But now you have. Did he had paid tron-
0: money
1: to do that? Because I don't know if someone could try it. Try to be that bad, like truly try to be that bad. He was
0: awful. like he. He, he basically dead. he basically traded DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of lays. Like Lay.
2: being nice.
1: <laughs> a top great. like the regular top. lays. Not even not even a flavored lays. This is the a plain old lays. Three.
0: A top three receiver in the league, and you didn't even get a first round pick for him.
2: Yeah, i man Was like, Hey, how much lit you got in your pocket? Can it make a ball? If you can make a ball with that lit in your pocket, you got him.
0: <laughs> I don't get it. And no one, you know, JJ want JJ Watt wanted out, you know, yeah, he love Houston as much as he wants, you know, just
2: let's see. Green Bay doing the same thing.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. But the, the problem with Green Bay is there's no ownership structure. It's just a bunch of corporate, you know, board people, and the GM has more power than the owners. That's why I think Green Bay's. That's why Green Bay's in the situation that it's in is because the wrong guys are running it. It's about yeah. structure. There, there's no. There's no saying that, you know, uh, let's say. Peyton Manning and the Colts. Let's say Peyton Manning, you know, he's having the same situation. You think Jim or Ursa- oh, T.Y. Hilton's a perfect example. So T. Y. Hilton, you know, he's a free agent this year and he's gonna leave Indianapolis hundred percent I, I thought for sure. And I guess they're trying to get this deal done. He's got multiple offers for multiple teams. And Jim say calls him. He said, Hey man, we uh we get this deal done. He goes, Oh no, we're still off. Jim Ursay Says I'll be right back. Calls Chris Ballard. Deal's done right on the dot. So when you have an owner that's invested in your team that's willing to put the money up instead of being a a board or multiple, was even multiple owners that have you know different interests. Like to me right. when I when I hear like the the Green Bay ownership meeting, you know we made. You know, $175 million in investments. Like, I'm owning this team because I want to win. I don't care about investment. Take our investment and pay that quarterback so I can win a Super Bowl. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. It, is the money really the problem, though, in Green Bay?
2: No. No. That's what
1: I'm saying. I don't think money is the issue. I think, I like, they just don't want to play there. Like, Eric, Eric just doesn't want to play. Devontae is it Adams he... is on the Aaron is on the Aaron swinging from Aaron's wiener, and he don't want to play
0: either? Is it because the they Bears don't want to play? But is it because they don't like Green Bayers, or because they don't like the general manager and what he's done to structure the team? Hey, I, 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 didn't,
1: I didn't like my head coach. You didn't like your head coach in, at high school, but we still played for
0: him. I had no other choice. I
1: didn't go. I didn't go. I didn't go and switch to Avon High School because I was going to be soft. Like, yeah, no, well, I just played. Well, there's you, there's got to be a sense of pride for the the community more so you than can't.
0: GM. <laughs> you
2: can't. There's a rule against that now. Yeah, ain't no, <laughs> no pride when it come to them dollars. Ain't no pride. <laughs> Every player is a business though now. Yeah. So, because now the players view themselves. Each individual player views themselves as a personal business. So they're gonna do. They're gonna make the business decisions for them. I don't agree that that Aaron Rodgers is a crybaby. I think Aaron Rodgers makes good points. How are you as Green Bay Packers with all that y'all had going on there, not listening to a guy to bring in guys that can help your team that will everything's about morale and coming together. And you don't want to listen to a hall of famer, a future hall of famer. That's like the Indianapolis Colts, not listening to Peyton Manning. That's like Denver Broncos who got Peyton, not listening to him when you brought this guy in to win a Super Bowl. So obviously, you don't know everything. I mean, it's only a couple guys that come in a generation that can do those types of things for your team. Every player doesn't have that ability to say, well, I've seen this guy, I've seen that guy. I think that's the guy we should take a look at. They're not that good. These are once-in-a-lifetime generational players that you're not listening to. And what exactly has Green Bay done that says they can't even take a, a look at what he's doing to try to make it happen? They haven't done nothing in a long, long time. But, but looking back at the Green Bay team,
1: they had Robert Tanyan, who, if, if I'm not mistaken, was the leader in touchdowns last year for tight ends
0: and catches, yeah. and and yeah.
1: catches. They had Devontae Adams, who was the best receiver by far last year. Right. They had two All-Pro offensive linemen. They have. A decent defense with good edge rushers. They resigned. They resigned. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, when he's healthy, is a top five, five, top five running back. They put weapons around Aaron Rodgers, though. Now, now, I agree. I don't think they've done enough. Like, I think you're right by saying they, they don't, they didn't do, a, they didn't go above and beyond to make their team, make their team, and make their players happy, but. Like with what the talent they have, is Aaron Rodgers really the guy to be complaining right now? I mean, they put enough around him that he should be winning it. If I had that much talent sitting in, sitting next to me at the loss with the Los Angeles Rams, I'd be counting another Super Bowl ring. I'm just saying. But I mean, I I don't know. I'm just saying. I think Aaron Rodgers is. He's got to like produce a little bit more produce like show me a little bit more show me what you're worth
0: <laughs> What? what? <laughs> uh,
1: hey hey stats stats are great in the regular season but what matters most
0: so you're, you're you're so what you're telling me is they have players around him you're putting stock and I'm not dissing my boy Robert Tanyan who I went to school with and an undrafted guy who's been cut from two teams that you had no idea who he was until Mercedes Lewis got hurt and Jimmy Graham left. Right. Could you tell me, could you tell me the team, the last team Robert Tanyan played for before he got to
1: no but the but Green if, Bay Packers? If, if, but if you have people who understand football and understand what the team needs, and Aaron Rodgers, is like, hey, I want
0: that guy on my team, and then they
1: bring him in. And then he works out. And so what you just said.
0: So who makes that call? Does Aaron make that call, or does the GM make that call?
1: Yeah, yeah, but that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, why is Aaron crying right now? Because he made it to two NFC Championship games and he can't deliver. And because does he Randall Cobb go first
2: of all. They They're what? kind of doing the same thing that they did in Houston. They, there's guys that got away that should have never got away. JJ Watt should be retiring there. There, they made like poor pain. decisions. And 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 really like you giving guys away for nothing, and leaving nothing in the cupboard. And I think that's what Aaron Rodgers is looking at. It's like, okay, man, I'm getting older. I'm giving everything to this team and doing this and that, but y'all keep bringing in people that aren't working out constantly. And I'm recommending this guy and that guy, and they're going other places and performing. Yeah, and you're yeah, letting I mean, guys that are good locker room people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, to an extent, like. There needs like there's a healthy balance of bringing in a, the talent that your your quarterback wants, but at the same time, like how many times can you keep doing that and then all of a sudden you're still not getting over that hump? If that makes sense, that's where I'm at. It's like it's the same thing with Jared Goff and the Rams. You know, you had a guy who brought you to the Super Bowl, but he couldn't get over the hump, and then after that, he can't get over the hump, and he can't. Make the correct decisions to to be able to progress and get you to the next level. So it's almost like he's he's peaked. It, you know, if if that's what it is, you got to move on from that. Because there's Jerry no God, sense in there's no sense in, huh? Jerry yeah. is trash. I know he's trash. I didn't like him the day we drafted.
0: I didn't want any
1: one of those quarterbacks.
0: Straight but, booty. You know,
1: it is Boob. what it is. But but I'm saying like. Sometimes you gotta mix it up, and I think part—I think partly it's on the ownership, but I also think partly it's on, you know, Aaron Rodgers just didn't get the job done.
0: Uh, you got which nice. Tom Brady
1: gets the job done. I mean that's why we all think he's the goat because he gets the job done. Oh,
2: man, yeah, I, I ain't go. That's hard to that's hard to deny right there when Tom Brady went into a situation where he had no chemistry, had COVID the year, didn't even have the amount of practices or any type of like. All season to get ready and comes out and likes to join up. Yeah, That's crazy. and he
1: goes into Green Bay and beats Green Bay in a home game. Yeah. So, so when what? all those when all those Tampa Bay players are used to eighty five degrees and sunny, they go to forty degree weather. Now it's not Green Bay in January. It's not snowy, right. but still, he goes right. into Green Bay and he says, "I'm just better at life than you."
0: Yeah, so (laughs) let's stick in the NFC North and kind of one of the, I would say, oddball coaches of the year, I'm going to say, Dan Campbell. Like, D, what is your opinion on Dan Campbell? I remember him from Hard Knocks on on the Dolphins being a crazy tight ends coach. Now this dude is an NFL head coach, and I watched the the behind-the-scenes stuff of the draft, this guy reminds me of every crazy offensive line coach I've ever had. Dipping, you know, got big old things of chewing his mouth, yelling, screaming. Now you see, you know, his players are doing push ups and sprint. And like, like he's talking about, you know, biting people's kneecaps off and fighting. Like, this guy's a crazy dude, but can that work in the NFL?
2: Ask Mike Singletary if it works. I mean, you talking about grown men. See, this is why this is my same thing. I throw at uh my man in Jacksonville come in here as a college coach. Um, yes. you know, does that stuff that you you talking about grown men? We ain't talking about Pee-wee League. I'm not talking about the school up here, Valdosta High School or Lowndes County High School up here. You know, we yelling at kids. These are grown men. Like we, you know, you tell young kids to go. Bite somebody's kneecap off. Grown person look at you and just laugh. Like, what is this guy on? He's all jacked up on Mountain Dew. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that works, man. I, I mean, if P, you know, everything is about people buying in, of course. But mm-hmm. I just don't. We've seen that type of whole hum stuff before. The, we've seen the other end of the spectrum, the Steve Spurrier spectrum, and, and we've seen this before. Mike Singletary is is a good example of that. Look, that thing worked for about a week or two. And guys look at this and like, this is corny as all get out.
0: Another example is you look at the Giants and that situation, you know, you had the you had the the fight and Danny Dimes ends up in the bottom of the pile. Now he has everybody running 100-yard sprints, which you know, damn near no NFL player wants to run 100-yard no sprints no. and doing push-ups. And you had three guys retire within a week after that.
2: Yep. Retired. It, Look, that tells you right there all you need to know. It, people not buying in, and grown men ain't playing kitty games. Like you know, that ain't that ain't gonna fly. Yeah. It's just not, and yeah. they will turn their nose up to, to it quick.
0: Yeah, we're in the we're in the NFL. Like one thing you know, Jonesy told me when he got to the NFL. Like you realize real quick that this is a business. This isn't college, where you know. We're scrapping every day trying to fight, you know, trying to get to uh, the next player, stuff like this. If you fall or trip in practice, guys will beat you up because if you land and hurt them, you're costing them money. Yep. So, you know, you're not, when you think of players, yes, they're going hard. Yes, they're, you know, they're crazy athletes like that, but they're not looking to do that. You know, get their ass chewed out, running to the ground, running gassers, half gassers, stuff like that. And you saw that with the Giants, like two offensive linemen retired.
2: Yep. Like, I mean, what you want to start doing next? That little clap thing they do? Breakdown. Ha! Breakdown. Wait, we going to start doing that now? Like, I mean, that ain't nobody doing that. That's Pee stuff. These grown men out here. Yeah. Grown men that got, got sponsorships, they've got, you know, deals with, Nike or whoever, you know, they're a walking business. And you're going to have them running 100 yard sprints and 50 yard gassers. Get out of here.
0: Yeah. They're going to be like, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm retiring. By yeah. by retiring, I mean, I'm pulling my name out of the hat. Hopefully somebody else picks me up somewhere. <laughs> you, look, you look at Joe Judge, you know, he's, he's got the Belichick coaching tree. He's from that. Like, yep. and you look at the Belichick coaching tree over time, like, it doesn't always pan out great you look at matt mm-hmm. patricia you know you know great yeah. defensive guy terrible head coach you yep. look at bill o'brien now what's he gonna look like with nick saban this year at alabama that's gonna be uh oof to put yeah. to those two guys in a room what's together right? there? i think he's the oc yeah i believe so he's the oc he's, yeah. he's either the oc or the quarterback's coach He's something over there.
1: It's Damn. he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna have those players he's gonna have those players opting out. They'll be like, I'll just take, I'll just take my NLL nil contracts and I'll go to the NFL.
0: I ain't gonna play <laughs> with Bill O'Brien. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's the OC and quarterbacks coach at Bama this year. Mm. <laughs> I'm not playing at Bama. <laughs> nope. But uh, I mean, uh, I was
1: yeah. I O'Brien there. Nope. I say pass.
2: N- no, like I'm going to Georgia. Oh. <laughs> I mean yeah. i w I'll go div- I'll go to division two. I'll go play in Val Austin State.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I also saw like the Raiders. The Raiders had what two players, a running backs coach, and like the uh president of football operations all retire within you know, two weeks before camp started. So does that give you something that there's something happening in
2: the desert? Man, I mean, it could be. Uh, They could have people waiting in the wings and that may be, I mean, that's kind of weird to do that right at that time though, right? I mean, if you're going to do something like that, that should happen right at the off season. Um, For sure. it, It doesn't, I won't say, I think we'd have to wait and see, you know what I mean? But it doesn't look good. You know what I mean? You hope that's by design, but that's a that's a by design, that's kind of poor. You want to do that way before you unless these guys worked hard on this particular draft and they wanted to work through the draft, but then you ask yourself, you had OTAs and many camps to, to to you know to hit the road, why you wait till now?
0: But you remember that it was either last year or the year before, you know, the Raiders fired all their scouts. I think it was either right when Mayock came in or right before Mayock. To me, and I'm looking at it, and I've been to a handful of training camp there, it's some way, somehow, the Raiders inside out always figure out a way to screw it up, whether it be coaching, whether it be Gruden influence, whether it be from the top down. Like, there's always something inside the organization where they figure out how to screw it up.
2: Yep. I don't know how you make Mike Mayock look not like Mike Mayock. Like I, I just don't understand that. And that the only other thing I can think of is there's some influence from Gruden. I, you know, can't prove that, but it's short sure enough seems like it because I mean, time and time again that I've been to the senior bowl, been able to listen to this guy talk about different uh, you know, talent out there on the on the field that come in and play in this game. And you miss more often than you hit like how is that this guy hit on a lot of people coming out when he was an analyst looking at these guys coming up and being able to see them especially at the senior bowl picking out gym after gym after gym and he's there at the senior bowl he's right there in the booth with the rest of us so you know he was missing on big time talent just in that game we ain't talking about all the other games and and across the you know college football, but just mm-hmm. in that game alone, there's tons of talent there that they just aren't hitting on. And so what is that? That that's kind of smells bad. Only thing they did hit on is the time that Gruden coached in that game. They got a couple guys that was on his team that have worked out and they were good, talented players. But overall, their draft is kind of stunk.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at it. It's typical Raider football. You you think they're going to draft somebody, and then you look at who's got the fastest forty time. And you go back to yeah. Darius Hayward. <laughs> Bay. Like Darius Hayward Bay nice. couldn't catch any uh, when he played for the Colts. It was the worst, the worst time of my life. Like that dude could be wide open. He, I I Darius Hayward Didn't Bay they pay him some absurd absurd amount of money to to come play. No, it was only like a one or two year deal. the 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 guy that it was that like I, two years, like eighteen million or something. It was stupid. Something, something stupid that I would never pay DHB for. But DHB reminded me a lot of now there was and, and D. You'd know this name, Pierre Garcon. Pierre yeah. Garcon was he could make the ridiculous whatever catch, but the most simple routes drops. He yep. was like a 75% drop all the time, you know, division three guy. But if you needed like some rowdy, crazy flip over, catch one handed catch, he has it, but he was just so, he was so, and he, he went to try to go get more money, which was great. Like we said, it, you know, it's a business, but dude could not consistently
2: catch at all. No, you needed a third and a dime and he dropped that dime every time. mate. I mean, don't get me wrong. I ain't get. I ain't making no excuses for Kirk Cousins, but uh, I mean, there's all there's plenty of times where you know Pierre be open. I mean, open. Just all you have to do is just catch it. I mean, it's easy stuff, and he's just putting it on the on the dirt every time, every time. It,
1: it hit him right in a bad spot, right
2: in the hands. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right, in the,
0: right in the hands, right in the hands, oh. right in the gloves. You know, oh, Neil, what are you looking it at? That, like
1: if it was twenty feet over his head, he would have caught it. But man. Right, yeah,
0: you know, like when we're looking at the NFL, you know, coming up, kind of like what are you looking at, you know, either with the Rams or just you know, <laughs> preseason football? Like, is there anything that comes out to you? Um,
1: I mean, I, I, as far as the Rams go, like it, Cam Akers was a huge blow. I yeah. mean, if Cam Akers is playing. That team is is got a chance. He's got a chance to beat Tampa Bay and it's got a chance to make it. Because the defense is there, the offense is there, they got weapons, they got a tight end, they have a good old line. It's just they needed that that security blanket and a running back, which they haven't had since a healthy Todd Gurley, and mm-hmm. now it's gone. So I'm I'm less optimistic about the season. But, I mean, I do appreciate having Matthew Stafford over Jared Goff, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But, but I mean, I think, honestly, probably the most interesting story is, you know, do the Cardinals end up actually succeeding and being the team that they probably should be? Because there, there is a lot of talent on that team, and they should be a lot better.
0: There's, there's two teams that I can think of that are dark horses to the season that I am very excited to see what, what you know, is going to happen. And D, I want get your opinion on this. And the NFC obviously the Cardinals, so much talent, what can Kyler do with it? What can the defense do? Now they have the problem with Chandler Jones and the contract situation and all that. The other one, AFC, the Browns. Can yes. get like tell me what are your thoughts on these two teams? They're dark horses, they got talent. They should succeed, shouldn't they?
2: They should, but I think for the Browns it's going to could be contingent on quarterback play, consistent quarterback play. And they have to run the ball as well as they did last year. Um, I think the defense is there. I, I don't think that's a problem, but they're going to have to put points on the board. They're going to have to, they, you know, they've they've shown us that they can move the ball in between the twenties, but as soon as they get in the red zone, you know, there's, there's a problem. There's a disconnect. They need to have that shot to be able to get the ball get seven and stop kicking three. Um, you know, when you look at, um, The Cardinals, I mean, they've got every chance. And you talk about the mobility of Kyler Murray. Um, You've got the running game. You've got the weapons. It's just a matter of the defense delivering. I thought thought the two divisions that are going to be pretty interesting, uh, especially the NFC West, I mean, every team has something. To bring. I mean, even the 49ers, I mean, you really don't know what you're gonna get in the Seahawks. Seattle's probably the only one that you can say, eh, but all four of those teams, that's gonna be a logjam to get in the playoffs. Uh it's just be a bloodbath to get in the playoffs. Yeah, just in that division. Um, I even I like I think I think the best and the toughest division in the AFC, I think it's both, honestly, I was thinking both Western divisions are tough. Chargers, if you get good quarterback play, it's going to be fun. The Raiders, this new stadium, being able to be filled, uh, will they get good quarterback play? If they can do that, they have the talent. It's not like they don't have talent. Uh, Denver, it's a matter of quarterback play. If they find that right that right nucleus, they've got everything else that they can at least be able to compete. Then you got the Chiefs there, obviously, but it's going to be – those two divisions are heck. That's a long jam. Of who's gonna not only win the division, but it puts a hurting on everybody else because you could probably in both of those divisions, you could probably pick at least two that you know could possibly make the playoffs right out the gate in both of those divisions. Easy. Oh hundred percent. You got you you realistically in,
1: in the NFC West have four teams who could be playoffs in mm-hmm. without yep. like if yep. if if the if the Niners have mediocre quarterback play. They are probably going to be a playoff team just because yep. they can. They are so deep and and talented everywhere. And then it, it, out in the AFC, like you said, like you got good quarterbacks out there, other than Denver. But Denver probably has the best defense by far in the NFL.
2: You just need competency.
1: Yeah. you got you got to have someone out there with uh, like three brain cells out there at least throwing a football, and you probably
2: have a chance at making it. I do like the ASC North, but 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 I don't trust Zach Taylor, okay? Let's be honest. I've seen that guy up close and personal. John Gruden had the same amount of time to prepare senior bowl players, and I'm telling you, when they, you talk about a night and day difference, when you can notice a night and day difference with players, it, those boys were playing, and they looked like football players, Zach Thomas looked like he was having an all-star game. They couldn't get nothing going, and, it, and their practices just didn't look the same. He doesn't look – when you speak to him, he doesn't feel like you're talking to a head coach. It he feels like you're talking to a position guy. You know what I mean? Which um, where's where he came from. He was QB coach. Right. He, he doesn't have that, that uh, command the room, I'm the guy running the show type of deal. I just don't see that being the guy. They have some talent but not enough. I think it's between – the ravens and the browns and i think the browns are more uh, prepared on paper to be the division leader over the ravens i think the ravens are a question mark i think i really do i don't think there's no shoe in for them i think they're the division they have the division to to win actually pittsburgh is pittsburgh they're they're consistent but i mean they got they got their butts handed to them several times last season um they had some changes but they're not they're not like, they don't scare you defensively. I think the Browns have the ability to win a division, but we just never know what you're going to get from Cleveland. We just hope yeah. that you can get something consistent. Is yeah. Odell still a threat for them? How can he not be? And, and the the talk from camp is the guy looks, I mean, he looks in physically in shape and ready to go. Like he looks good. Um, the question is though, can he stay healthy? I mean, it's, It's been the question for since he left New York, even in New York. You know what I mean? You need him there for the whole season. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think they got a plethora of receivers that they don't have to rely on him to be that guy all the time. The big playmaker. They have playmakers and they can use their backs out of the backfield to be a part of that offense and create, uh, you know, mismatches in the passing game. So it's going to it opens things up. It's it's just going to be on. Quarterback just doing his job and not, like, having these brain farts. Yeah. He <laughs> doesn't know how to, you know, read a defense and make the right decisions uh, and go through the progressions. Nick Chubb got paid. Paid. Dump truck paid. Well, they, and uh, He got that? a
1: dump truck, too. <laughs> <is that? laughs> hey, who, <laughs> he could, he could did, move that Good ball. thing
0: they got Austin Hooper last year, right, in free agency? Yes, they did. Yeah. So you they got three good tight ends, too. And Joku. Yep. Uh, hooper and who's there? some brian there's yeah like jarvis you, so they're they're stocked with talent like like you said dude like it's it falls on the quarterback position baker's gonna have to be the one to lead it is he the locker room leader absolutely is he the mental leader yes but can he do it on the field consistently yep. congrats you you won a playoff game and you beat the steelers but what with the Steelers one and four down the stretch at the end yes. of the season, you know Big Ben falling apart. Get ready for Dewey Haskins to take over. Like, like show it to me for the rest of the, for the entire season. Like, I I think the Browns are America's team, and yeah, America I, I wants so. to see the Browns win. I think so. I do. Is so, it's still thinking about coaching. Is Robert Saleh the guy to turn around the Jets? It's to be determined. Because it can't be Zach Wilson by himself. We saw that with Sam oh, Darnold. Okay. You, you have. To me, he has nobody around him. Offense or defense?
2: You got Jamison Crowder. <laughs> I think he's trying to find excuses right now.
0: Well, yeah. You got the kid, or yeah, like, yeah, Jameson Crowder. Let me think of la- last year's class. Like,
2: mm,
0: he ain't got That's,
2: nothing, man. Good job done.
0: So, you know, we'll see. I mean,
2: I like him as a head coach, but we'll see long term. I, I just don't know. I I just don't know. It's hard to say because ownership has done such a poor job. And that's another team that was right in position to be able to consistently make the playoffs. And then y'all make some real poor decisions on hiring. And then you want to blame everybody else Mm -hmm. for the, for the stink and the stench that's, that's in in New York in, in, in Jets organization now starts at the top and they've made bad decisions.
1: Do you know much about Robert Slaw as a coach, outside of him kind of being a rah rah defensive guy?
2: Not much, not much, and not not that I know of. I mean, like you said, good defensive guy. Seems like the guys buy into him. Uh, has good leadership ability, but outside of that, nothing that proves that he's going to be successful as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I
1: I tell you what, that it seemed like. Everybody on that that 49ers defense loved playing for him and gave a mm-hmm. 120% effort on that field. So, yep. That's, that'll be just, a help. Yeah. I, I don't know. He, he seemed like he could be a good fit. I just – it's just the Jets organization. Yep.
0: So, D, dive in for me. Uh, the Washington football team, you got Chase Young, um, let me know what you're seeing, what you're hearing, what you're following. You know, is the Washington football team, are they on the rise? Are they someone to be looked out for this year?
2: I think so. Um, my only question is right now the offensive line hasn't been as well as you would like to th- for them to be. They haven't been very consistent. Um, uh, Sam, I think it's Cosby. He's done an excellent job in, in coming in, and he's looked good in camp. Um, uh, Damani, yeah. Damani Brown, Diami Brown, dude is balling, man. He could, he really looks like when I talked about Terry McLaurin at the senior bowl, that's who he reminds me of coming in his rookie year. I think he could really put, you know, give them some offense, um, and help take these double teams off of Terry, um, I do think that uh, you know both quarterbacks haven't really. Nobody has outshined each other. Let's just say. I mean, Fitz is Fitz. Fitz never looks good in practice either, so it's really hard to judge Fitz because he's not. That's he's never looked good in practice. Um, Well, that's because you usually got to find him from
1: underneath the overpass, and then (laughs) say, "Hey, throw him out there. Go brush brush your teeth with that bottle of Everclear and come to practice." (laughs)
2: <laughs> uh, but um I think th- I think they have an opportunity. I really do. That defense um the way that the you know the way that they can just really line up different combinations in that front seven. They now have a back half that I believe that can be formidable with Cam Curl back there. I think that's going to be a huge deal um for them. Uh, in that safety position, that's been the thing that's really been the Achilles heel, Achilles' heel for the defense is that that safety position. I think you got two guys and some guys you can rotate that are going to get that job done. But it's all really, to me, stems who's going to take the reins at quarterback and how well are they going to play? I mean, you know what you're getting from Fitz. There's going to be the ill-advised interception here or there. Um, but in this division, uh, I think they deserve the right to say, hey, they're the front runners of this division. And with what they've done through the draft and free agency, I think they've put themselves in a nice position to be able to, to do that. Now, I, you know, quarterback is going to be the thing. We, I mean, we talk about it all the time with a lot of teams, but I think it's, it's a lot of teams in that position. But they can overcome this just from the simple fact they have a guy that fits his lot, lit it up in the last couple of years in, in the places that he's been um he's obviously not your future but he's a nice little stopgap until you're ready to either wait for a quarterback that's going to come on free agency which i'm i don't know if i'm a fan of or you're going to draft one so um you just have to figure out what that's going to be but heineke deserves an opportunity it's a it's a quarterback competition so we'll see but um yeah i mean this defense is is it's something it's something they got a lot of talent
0: so one guy that I thought, you know, when I think of the defense and, um, you know, uh, turn this back into card collecting uh, one guy who was drafted really high a couple of years ago that I kind of fell off and hasn't got probably the, the recognition he deserves is Montez sweat. Like, what are you seeing from him? Like, I, I, I don't see him. He's, he was, you know, projected almost like a chase young, but not as athletic or freakish like chase young, but Montez sweat, like when he went to the combine was a freaking monster. Yes. Like I I was I was begging for the Colts to do it and then it's kind of like you don't hear from him. You, you don't see, you know, he's not uh, he obviously didn't win defensive rookie of the year, but you you he kind of like fell off the radar. Like but he makes plays.
2: Yeah. He's he's a quiet assassin, I think he's one that's benefited from uh uh Chase Young actually being drafted. Uh, last year that that tandem was really good he made a lot of a lot of plays on defense he just grinds you know what I mean and it's kind of hard because you have so many playmakers on that defense and then you you add another middle linebacker in the draft uh who's you know freakish fast can cover um you know you got Jonathan Allen up front you got Deron Payne up front uh you got um geez just slipped my mind here uh Matt Ioannidis as well I mean they're it's so many players that he just, I don't, for whatever reason, is not being talked about. But to me, I think if you look at his play last year, you can tell he was coming on. That's when the light bulb really turned on for him. And I think this year, it, with the linebackers they got, it's going to be a lot of eating going on in that defense. They're going they're going to terrorize people. And I really am looking forward to seeing what, um, you know, what combinations they throw out there. Uh, at teams because I thought too much. They put sweat in the same spot. You knew where he was going to line up. You don't do that with your th- those type of players, those dynamic players. You got to move them around, keep the offense guessing, and exploit them. And I thought they didn't do that enough when he in his first year. Yeah.
0: So uh, last question we'll start to get out on this. Super Bowl prediction. Oh, that's early. Early. It's it's very early. Who is your super hot take Super Bowl? And I'm not saying champion. Who who is? If you had to bet, because we're about betting on this show, also, if you had to put money down, two teams. Who's who's going there?
2: Uh, NFC. I'm going Tampa Bay. I think I think the goat is is going to prove something again. Um, bringing everybody. It's the first time I believe we've ever had all the entire team come back. Never. So, I mean, the chemistry is already there. They know what's at stake. Um, the go- we know how he reacts. I'm going with Tampa Bay on that one. Um, AFC, man. This one's tough. Uh, and Casey, yeah. run, Casey runs it back, maybe? I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills come <laughs> out. Hey, and I like that Josh Allen guy. No and one
0: circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.
2: I'm saying that the Bills nation, Bills Mafia gets their butts back in the Super Bowl and uh that's going to be fun. Um Josh Allen, that dude balls. I like the way he plays. Um I hope that his play continues to be smart to where he doesn't take unnecessary hits, but that boy balls out. And I think if anybody can do it, they can do that. That's my pick right there, and I stick to it.
0: Oh, I'm gonna sneak this one in. Sam Darnold, Dak Prescott. Who? Who would you rather have? I'm taking Dak all Damn. day. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I, I tell that I tell, him and Dylan. They are on the Sam Darnold train, and they are borderline
2: idiots for them. I like Dak Prescott. I is like not that. better than Sam Darnold. But it ain't, yeah. No way. I'm taking, I'm taking that twice on Sunday. Yeah.
0: But when, when when Sam Darnold puts fifty on the Jets week one, and I sell that card for triple of what I bought
2: it, I'm the <laughs> Sam Darnold fan all day. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going, a hey, that hey, I, I would, I would too if I could turn something like <laughs> that around. Yeah, I would cool. be too. So D
0: let them know, uh, tell them where they can find you on social. Tell them uh, about your podcast. Tell them about your ghost cast. Um, just let them know where they can find you out there.
2: Well, you can find me on not bland 21 on everything. Uh, mainly respond Instagram and and Twitter. Um, you can find the ghost cast, the not bland show. It's on ghost cast. Uh, you can look up the cool ghost cast card that, uh, Ryan did for that. Uh, amazing stuff over there. At ghost cast. If you're looking to find your voice, then that's the place to be. So I would highly, highly, highly recommend it. Um, And you can also find me on the breakdown that's on all podcasting platforms. It's myself and Corita Parks. We go into a lot of NBA, uh, Washington football team, Saints stuff, NFL, some hot topics. You know, we we touch on a little bit of everything over there. Um, And uh, yeah, I would even drop the NHRA card also on the. ghostcast as well. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh love love talking all sports and uh I love talking shop with the fans. So, um yeah, I welcome the follows.
0: Yeah, we appreciate you being on. It's always great. I'm sure we'll have you on more times throughout the season talk football cuz that's our number one thing around here. Yes, uh, right. For me and Neil, uh thank you everybody for listening, tuning in to the Dream 3 podcast, seeing everybody, you know, do some comments, chime in. Like, share, subscribe. You know, we'll start doing some giveaways here soon. Make sure to follow our sponsors, Graded Card Solutions, Slab Savers, protectyourslab.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Let's talk about some NFL. Let's talk about cards. I don't care if you're right or wrong, but let's just have some fun, man. A so, lot of wrong. Yes, a sir. lot of wrong. I mean, we're just, we're, we're Hot <laughs> Take Nation over here. Hot Take Nation. So, <laughs> till next Monday, man, we will see you guys later. We are out peace.